Today is Friday, August the 26th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we first start with updates from fall camp in regards to the status of a few South Carolina football players and injuries that may have possibly hit this team heading into the season opener against Georgia State. Also, guys, we continue along with the 2022 Position Unit Preview Series. Guys, on today's show, we're talking South Carolina's defensive line entering this 2022 football season. Guys, first things first, we'll look back at how the unit fared a season ago. We'll also meet the defensive line and talk most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the unit as well. Also, your listener questions. Guys, we have got a packed Friday show for you, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Red Fox Roofing. Guys, Red Fox Roofing is a family-owned and operated residential roofing company born and raised in the Carolinas. They're proud South Carolina Gamecock fans servicing the local Columbia, Charleston, and most of the surrounding areas. They offer free inspections for storm damage, free same-day estimates for full roof replacements, and roof certifications for people getting ready to sell their homes. Also, guys, they know how important shingle quality is when it comes to your roof. That's why they use Atlas Shingles, which is the only shingle manufacturer on the market who's partnered with 3M and has a Scotch Guard protection on their shingles. They offer a lifetime algae-resistant warranty that your roof will never have those ugly black streaks from algae buildup. Now, when it comes to the best possible pricing, they've got you covered there as well. Red Fox Roofing is willing to be any written estimate and allows financing as well. They service every home as if it was theirs, and their attention to detail and customer service is truly what sets them apart. Simply put, they always leave it better than they found it. Give them a call today, guys, at 843 3023 that's 8433643023 for all of your roofing needs you can also find them on Facebook We're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Book at Red Fox Roofing, or if you have any questions, go to their website, redfoxroof.com. That's redfoxroof.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it.
how happy I am to be sitting here talking football instead of talking about the nonsense that is whatever we're going to name the mascot, seeing as we're not calling it Sir Big Spur anymore. I just want you all to know, as we sit now just eight days away from kickoff, I am so ready for toe to meet leather because all the storylines, or at least a lot of the storylines this week, have been LED lights and potentially naming our mascot the Cock Commander or Darius Clucker or Cluck Norris. I'm like, bro, get this nonsense out of here. We need football on the field. And we're all those there. Folks, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and we have got a lot to get into in regards to Gamecocks football. Tons to discuss and tons to talk about. What a week it has been, by the way, guys. Like I mentioned, with just <laughs> everything happening. You know, for this time of year, it feels like normally we're we're previewing the season, we're breaking everything down, we're locking in our final predictions, and and this has just been a wild week, man. Like I said, everything happening with the off-the-field stuff, um, but certainly there's plenty to get into, tons to, dis- to dissect and discuss and all that good stuff as we creep closer and closer and closer to kickoff. By the way, guys, this is the final Friday show without a Gamecocks football game following the next day. This is the final Friday show without a game coming the next day outside of the bye week until, what, middle December or that first weekend in December, if you will? Feels good. We're finally back. We made it. Game week just around the corner. And for those of you who cannot wait, like me, absolutely cannot wait to watch the Week Zero games. Nebraska in Dublin. Vandy, of course. SEC football begins tomorrow as the doors take on Hawaii. Going to be an absolutely epic weekend. I'm so ready for football. Cannot wait to watch tomorrow and certainly cannot wait to get this thing going truly next week as we get into game week. Finally, finally, it's here. Guys, on that note, really quickly, before we get going, today is a very big day for those of you who are a fan of our merchandise because today is the last day for merch orders for your buy kickoff delivery specifically georgia state listen if you're not worried about when it gets there then you don't have to listen to anything i'm saying but if you are trying to get merchandise and you want it to be in your possession by the georgia state game next weekend today is the cutoff date today is the cutoff date in regards to guaranteeing by kickoff delivery now if you order something tomorrow it may or may not get to you before the georgia state game but I cannot guarantee it. If you order it by end of day today, I can guarantee you, you will have it in your possession by next weekend when the Gamecocks take on Georgia State. So again, whatever it is, Beamer Ball, Beamer Rattler, Clem Sucks, QB1, whatever it might be, any of our merchandise, if you order it by end of day today, you will have it for Georgia State next weekend, but you gotta order it by end of day. That's tsus.store. TSUS.store for all your merch. And guys, I want to say again, thank you all so much for the continued love and support on the merchandise side of the business because it has been absolutely incredible. And we have most certainly felt the love on that side of things. Guys, let's go ahead and dive into everything, of course, because we do have a couple of updates from fall camp. And of course, with fall camp, we get to this time of year. Certainly, there's rumors that swirl and circulate in regards to you know, not just depth chart and position battles and how the offense is looking, the defense is looking, what have you, but 
of course, injuries and the status of your football team. And guys, I do want to make it very clear if Shane Beamer, which I feel like Shane Beamer is going to clarify this on his call-in show. I am actually recording this right now before Shane Beamer's Thursday call-in show because, of course, we have our TSUS tour at Carolina Ale House in Woodruff Road, which I want to say thank you to all of those who came out. I have not even done it yet as a record here on this Thursday, but I know it's going to be a fantastic turnout. My Greenville Gamecocks, y'all always hold it down and rock with me, so I appreciate y'all. But as I sit here right now, again, I just wanted to clarify, there's a good chance Shane Beamer will have mentioned a couple of these on his call-in show. So if he has, obviously, just take that into account. But I wanted to let you guys know exactly what I'm hearing on the injury front because there are some significant ones. Of course, a couple of days ago, guys, we talked about this. Christian Beal Smith, Kai Kroger, likely out week one. I went on J.C. Sherbert's podcast or live show, if you will, the Inside the Gamecocks podcast, and we talked about that, and I just told him, guys, I, I don't think you need to play Christian Beal Smith. You know, if he's anything less than 100%, you've got other options. You've got other bodies back there. Give guys like Marshawn Lloyd, Lavoisier Carroll, Juju McDowell, Rashad Amos, give them opportunities to get their season going against Georgia State. Christian Beal Smith is a veteran, right? This isn't his first rodeo, right? He led Wake Forest in rushing. He will be able to come back and pick up the ball and just get going whenever he comes back. There is no point in rushing him and making him go out there when he's not ready in 110% to do so. So, again, I don't think Christian Beal Smith plays next week, and it sounds like Kai Kroger is likely to be out as well. But, again, guys, you hope, at least you hope, you're not going to see your punter a lot Next weekend, good news on the injury front is with Marshawn Lloyd. Again, I'm knocking on wood right now, but good news. He will be good to go. There's nothing wrong there. Shane Beamer confirming earlier in the week that that foot is not bothering him. Now, to get to the not-so-pleasant news, and we all know, guys, in Gamecock Nation, there are no secrets, right? Like, things eventually leak. Things eventually come out. Well, the circulating rumors, and I want to say right now again, I'm recording this before Shane Beamer speaks tonight on his call-in show. So if he confirms this, denies this, what have you, then so be it. But I'm just going off right now. I'll tell you guys from what I have heard, it does sound like Corey Rucker, the Gamecocks wide receiver transfer from Arkansas State. It does sound like he will miss the first couple of weeks at minimum with some issues with his foot. Sounds like it might be a broken bone or two. Five weeks is what is it sounding like. Now, if he elects to have surgery, that would knock him out for the season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rucker. Can he play the last eight games or so for you? Or does he elect to just sit out this season and get ready for next year? Uh, Going to be interesting. And again, people ask, you know, how much does this hurt? You know, how much does it impact? Was he expected to have a lot of targets? You know, the answer truly, guys, is I don't really know. Um, but it's certainly someone you had high hopes for, and it's really just a shame we're not going to get to see him. This is a guy, guys, we're talking about on the preseason Bolitnikoff Award watch list, given to the top wide receiver, right? So obviously this dude coming from Arkansas State had talent, was expected to, I think, at minimum be in your top three or four guys. And so for him to not be able to go, it's just really such a shame because I was looking forward to watching this kid ball out. Also, guys, we're talking defensive line today, right, with our position at preview series. So, of course... This had to come out, and heck, we had J.C. Sherbert on yesterday. He talked about, uh, on the Daily Crow, Jordan Birch. He he is concerned about the health of Jordan Birch. It sounds like there's been a nagging injury there for him. And, again, you just – and it sounds like he might actually get to play, though, next weekend. From what I've heard, he might actually go and might play, and it might not be something that holds him out. But I tell you, and we'll get more to this in just a little bit, for Jordan Birch, for a guy that you really, really feel like needs to burst on the scene to have a good year. And, and I feel like for this defense to – 
take the next step and reach its potential. I'm not saying they won't be a good defense with or without Jordan Birch, whatever, but you know, you feel like for this defense and this defensive line specifically to take the next step, you need a guy like Jordan Birch to live up to his hype and live up to his potential. And, and it will be just a shame, such a shame, you know, if he can play, but if he's hampered by an injury, right? Because again, we're just all waiting for this guy to live up to his his recruiting profile and live up to his five star hype and live up to you know the guy that we thought we were getting when we landed him and it just has not been there and uh, unfortunately it does sound like he will be dealing with something going into the season. It sounds like he'll probably play or there's a good chance he will play, but it does sound like he is dealing with a nagging injury. So guys, that's all we have right now from ball camp. Again, I'm sure Shane Beamer will keep us updated on the injury front, but uh, you know it just listen, it just happens. Sometimes injuries are just or most of the times they're just dumb luck. Uh, you're going to have your nicks and bruises, and all you can do is hope and pray the football gods are kind to you as you navigate through fall camp. So, again, that's everything right now we have in regards to the injury front. Hopefully, hopefully we don't have any more news, at least until later in next week as we get ready to watch the Gamecocks kick off this 2022 season against Georgia State. Guys, we're going to continue along with our 2022 position unit preview series. Today's show, of course, we're talking – the Gamecocks defensive line, the first of our defensive position unit previews. Before we do, though, guys, of course, on the note of football season, I know you guys love to gamble, whether it be spreads, over-unders, totals, futures, what have you. Hey, have you ever thought about playing prop plays? Well, if so, our friends over at Price Picks is the way to go. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. Sign up today using the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, they're just basically giving away free money. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. Now, Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection. Price Picks allows mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on Spencer Rattler passing yards, parlay with the under on Patrick Mahomes, parlay with the over on... NBA, MLB, NHL, and of course, college sports, which is what we care about. Price Picks also has a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, guys, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, let's break the freaking bookie, right? This football season. Of course, we got our run your pool thing. We're picking against the spread, but I'm telling you guys, there's money to be made with Price Picks. And hey, if you want to go ahead and get a pick in, guys, go and get a bet in, go sign up today. They got Spencer Rattler at over-under. They dropped it by 110 yards, 2,665 and a half yards, the over-under total for Rattler. Go hammer the over. Put everything you have on it when you sign up at Prize Picks, whether it be the website or the app, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And guys, then go throw all your money on that because the over is the biggest no-brainer in the history of gambling. Again, that's our friends at Prize Picks. Be sure to check them out. And we appreciate our friends over at Prize Picks for their love and support of the Spurs Up show. Okay, let's dive into it, guys. Again, the position unit preview series continues as we talk to Gamecocks defensive line here on this Friday. Before we talk about this year's unit, let's look back at how the unit fared a season ago. And I tell you guys, it's like clockwork. When it comes to this group, because I, I feel like the last four or five years, the narrative in the preseason has been the same. Oh, man, we're so loaded at D-line. You know, we're loaded. We got this guy. We got that guy. We got this pass rusher. We got this big dude in the middle. Dude, this might be our best position group. Blah, 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 blah. And 
I don't remember the last time that we lived up to the hype on the defensive front. Because and you know why I say that? Number one, because I've experienced it firsthand doing this. Number two, I look back at what I graded the D-line last year, guys. You know what I gave them? I gave the defensive line an A. An A! I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Because not only did this D-line not live up to an A grade, they didn't live up to any sort of preseason hype and expectations. This group allowed 175 yards per game rushing, which, guys, by the way, ranked 93rd in the country and was the 11th worst mark in the SEC. Sticking with run defense, by the way. This is per my friends over at Pick 6 Previews, my guy Brett Cianci, of course. The Gamecocks ranked 100th nationally, giving up 4.7 yards per carry. They ranked 92nd in negative play percentage, 8%, which means they only generated a negative play eight times. And an explosive rush, which is 7.4, they ranked 91st in the country. So ranked 91st or worst in all of my guy pick six previews, rushing statistics, defensive rushing statistics. This D-line also only produced 26 sacks, actually was the team total, only 14 came for the defensive line. Now, there were some positive individual standouts, but again, guys, you hear those numbers. We talked about the offensive line and the struggles up front not being able to run the ball. It's so crazy to think. This team's biggest problem was the same on both sides. The same on both offense and defense. Line of scrimmage. Line of scrimmage, flat out. That was the problem. 175 rushing yards per game. Time and time again last year, the Gamecocks simply got bullied, got pushed around, and could not stop the run. And we're going to get in the secondary next week, but it is probably one of the reasons, right? Your secondary was top 10 in the country in pass defense. It's like Brad Lawing told me, guys. Don't brag about your pass defense being top 10 because all you're telling people is you can't stop the run. And that was the case last year. But now, to be fair, there were some positive individual performers. Of course, J.J. Inigbari with four and a half sacks. He really led the way. What was he, a fifth-round pick, I think it was, something like that. Either way, J.J. Inigbari with the Packers now uh, was your top guy a season ago. I really thought Zach Pickens and Alex Boogie Huntley emerged on the inside for you last season. I thought Pickens had his best season thus far in Garnet and Black. And then Boogie Huntley as well, again, really coming on, especially late in the season. Jabari Ellis, let's not forget about him. The senior had a really, really good year, had that big play in the Florida game. And then one guy that I thought really quietly had a great season or had a good season was Jordan Strong. I thought he came on late. You look at his numbers, long-rangey guy, the transfer from Georgia State. I think early on wasn't the biggest impact guy, but Strong certainly, especially I think back to that UNC game. and He played a major role in that victory and bringing pressure off the edge. So, again, hey, you look at this one, and we're going to meet the defensive line. Gamecocks bring a lot back, and there's a lot of hype yet again. Will they live up to it? On that note, guys, let's meet the defensive line for this 2022 football season. We have, of course, guys, both edge guys, which are basically defensive ends, and your tackles, your D linemen. Yes, I decided to group those just for the sake of this show and because we only have a couple more shows until we get to kickoff. So just bear with me on that end. We'll start with redshirt junior Terrell Dawkins, junior Jordan Birch, fifth year Jordan Strawn, redshirt sophomore Gilbert Edmond, redshirt junior Tyreek Johnson, redshirt junior Hodrod Fenton, Freshman, Brian Thomas Jr., senior Zach Pickens, freshman Felix Hickson, freshman Jamal Weiss, freshman Demetrius Watson, redshirt freshman TJ Sanders, junior Tonka Hemingway, sophomore Nick Barrett, redshirt senior MJ Webb, redshirt sophomore Alex Huntley, and freshman DeAndre 
Martin. So, again, those are the defensive linemen heading in this 2022 football season. Let's move into most to prove, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll lock in my overall grade. Most to prove. <laughs> Here we are again. Here we are again. This really feels like a tale as old as time. And I'm going to sound like a broken record because I know, I know for a fact I've done this segment before. But you know what? It's fair. It's fair and it's justified. Because when you are a guy like Jordan Birch and you come into not even just South Carolina, but any school, anytime a prospect of Jordan Birch's caliber comes in, guys, in case you forgot, Jordan Birch still to this day, is the highest-rated signee in the history of South Carolina football, according to the recruiting services, outside of a guy named Jadavion Clowney. That's how highly Jordan Birch was thought of when he was being recruited, right? And since he's gotten on campus, I think we can all agree, right? We have not seen what we hoped we were getting out of Jordan Birch. As I said earlier, and it's just such a damn shame this kid is battling injuries because you know he feels the pressure, right? There's internal pressure there. Guys, I mean, I I'll never forget. And there's pressure on this coaching staff as well because I got a buddy of mine, I think I've told you guys this story, that works for Georgia. And he told me when South Carolina signed Jordan Murch, he said, Chris, if this kid ain't a first-round draft pick, y'all messed up. He said there's a reason we wanted him. There's a reason everybody else wants him. He is a freakish athlete. He is a real talent. And since then, crickets. What has he done? What has Jordan Birch done to this point? And you hate to say that there's more pressure on a certain guy because of how many stars he had and all this, that, whatever. But, but it's true. It's true. Like, when you're a guy of that caliber and you are rated to that degree, and again, I've mentioned, guys, South Carolina's not pulling in six, seven, eight, five stars a class, right? They're not getting six or seven, five stars a cycle. So when you get one, you need them to pan out. You need them to live up to hype and live up to expectations. Jordan Birch finished with one whole sack last year. One. One sack. A non-factor, practically, outside of his pick six he had against Eastern Illinois University. Yipty freaking do, bro. Congratulations. We need to see Jordan Birch, man, step up and live up to the hype. Because we talk about the defensive line living up to the hype. Well, it's really tough to do so when you got five-star guys that ain't playing like they're a five-star guy. When you're depending on dudes that, for whatever reason, just do not pan out. Now, I am very, very hopeful and optimistic. I'm not trying to pile on Jordan Birch because I'm sure there have been other other issues, right, when it comes to coaching and all that. There are reasons he hasn't reached his full potential. But I'll tell you this, guys, and I don't know that anybody would disagree with me. Jordan Birch, hey, this is a huge season for him because he is getting very close to reaching that quote-unquote bust status. Everybody hates to throw that B word around, right? It feels disrespectful. It feels dismissive. But it's just the truth. If the shoe fits, the shoe fits. And another bad season from Jordan Birch, another season in which he doesn't contribute, he doesn't live up to the hype, well, he's reaching bust territory, guys. He's reaching that level of where you look at and say, God, what a miss he was. What could have been? 
when the dust settles this season, are we going to be saying what could have been? Or are we going to be saying that's why we recruited him? There it is. What a season he had. And, of course, that's what we all hope we're saying. But, damn it, I mean, this is probably the third straight preseason I've said, hey, Jordan Birch got the most approved, got all this hype, got to live up to it. It's finally time to do that. It's finally time to do so and be the guy that South Carolina recruited you to be. Guys, let's move into best overall. When you look at this Gamecocks defensive line, and I'm going inside, and then again, a guy that that I thought really emerged last year is Zach Pickens. I, I thought Zach Pickens, um, I believe he's the third highest rated prospect or commit, excuse me, in school history. Um, you know, I, I, I thought uh, I thought last year really emerged and came into his own. You know, he was somebody I thought needed to be challenged too last year. It's like, hey, you guys are a pair of five star dudes. Like, you need to live up to the height as well. And the product from T.O. Hannah did just that. And again, I think he's primed for a very, very big season. Um, you know, a big body dude. You know, you look back at the roster, which I've got pulled up here, and I want to make sure I get it exactly right. Uh, Zach. Picking 6'4", 305. Again, a senior now. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like he just got here. But the senior at six foot four, three oh five. This is an all-conference type talent. You know, a guy, certainly guys that could have left after last year and gone to the NFL, decided to come back. I do think he's primed for a really, really big season in Garnet and Black. And I think he will lead this group from the inside. Guys, let's move into season will be successful if. What will spell a successful season? for this Gamecocks defensive front. And guys, I've talked before when I'm doing these positioning at previews, how you can't always quantify success for a group by statistics, right? It really just depends on what position it is and what role they're going to play and all that stuff. But I think a statistical goal for this group is needed, and it's where I fall, right? Because guys, you can, you can, you can talk about individual performers all you want, because I feel like that's what happens on a year-in, year-out basis with this group for the last four or five years. People look at individual players, but it's like, how does the group as a whole perform? And I understand, listen, guys, when it comes to run defense, linebackers have got to do their job too. But a lot of it falls on the defensive front. A lot of it falls on the defensive line, right? For better or for worse, you're going to get a lot of the credit and a lot of the blame when you're stopping the run or can't stop the run, right? Again, you look at last year, Gamecocks ranked, 93rd nationally, 175 yards per game. And that was good enough, good enough, for 11th in the conference, right? I think it will be a success if they can get to the top half of the conference in rush defense. So where would they need to be? Just to give you guys some reference. Tennessee finished 8th in rushing defense. 148 and a half yards per game. LSU was seventh right at the midway point, 142 and a half yards per game. A successful season for me for the Gamecocks defensive line. All I'm asking for is this 150 yards per game or less. 150 yards per game or less. That's it. That's it. That's still not great. That's still not great. But a 25 yard per game improvement. I will take it. I will take it and call it a success. In regards to rushing the passer, I think you need to see this defense produce 30 or more sacks. You had 26 sacks last year, 30 or more sacks. I know the edge is a concern, especially if Jordan Burch is at 100%. J.C. Sherbert talked about that yesterday, right? Edge is a concern. Who are going to be your pass rushers? I still think, though, this defense can improve and increase on that sack number. Just 14 came from the defensive line last year, 14 to 26, right? 
increase that number, increase the total sack number. You can do those two things. Less than 150 yards per game, 150 or less allowed rushing per game, and 30 or more sacks, I will be willing to call that a successful season, right? I think you'll be doing enough to where you're not putting it, um, you know, you're keeping yourself in ball games. You're not just getting run all over, right? Because I've talked about this defense as a whole, guys, that I don't think the secondary, I don't think you're going to rank top 10 in the country in pass defense, which is good. You really don't want to, guys, because it's like Coach Lawing said. If you're ranked top 10 in pass defense, it's just because people don't have to throw on you, they can run. So you ideally would rather there be some balance there where it's like, okay, well, teams struggle to run against us a little bit here and there, so they do have to throw the ball more. That would be a better season than what you saw last year. And it feels like the Gamecocks have not been able to stop the run forever. So again, for me, the season will be successful. And I'm keeping my expectations very realistic. I mean very realistic. 150 yards per game or less allowed rushing, and 30 or more sacks. If the defensive line can do that, I will tip my cap and say, hey, y'all had a good year. This year was a success. Let's move into, guys, the overall grade of this unit. And this is where we're going to have a lot of fun. This is where we're going to have a lot of fun. Because I ran the poll, how would you grade this group? And I saw some people giving, oh, at minimum, B+, plus, might even be an A, A+, plus, A-. minus. I see people throwing those grades around, right? And as I've told you all, I'm a harsh grader, but I keep it a buck and I keep it real, right? And I like the potential of this group. I like the athletes in this room. There are some big-time athletes in this room. Guys, there are some guys in this room who undoubtedly are going to be playing on Sundays. There ain't no question about that, right? And we've even heard Shane Beamer. I think what's so intriguing about this preseason, we have heard Shane Beamer on multiple occasions, right, hype up this defensive line, specifically the defensive tackles. Shane Beamer believes the defensive tackles are the best position group on the football team. That's, like, if you're saying that, that's saying a lot, because if you're saying that, then your run defense has to improve. It cannot be worse. You cannot spend all preseason telling us how great the D tackles are, and then you can't stop the run. It just can't happen, right? I, I'm certainly not trying to compare the two, but we've been in a position with the previous regime, the previous coach, where they say, you know, this is the deepest we've been. we got the best guys up front we ever had. And you go into the season, you're like, well, where is it? You spent all preseason bragging about it, and you still can't stop anybody, right? So I trust in what Coach Beamer's saying. I mean, you look at the guys on the inside. You look at the defensive tackles, again, led by Zach Pickens. Boogie Huntley, you got T.J. Sanders, Nick Barrett, who they're really excited about, Tonky Hemingway, M.J. Webb's a veteran dude at 6'3", 313, that can plug up the middle, right? So you've got dudes on the interior who should be able to make plays. No doubt, no doubt. I see where Shane Beamer's coming from. They're five, six, seven deep at D-tackle, right? On the edge, you feel like you have dudes. I think Jordan Strawn is probably going to be your sack leader this year. I think he had a very underrated season last year. He's a long dude, 6'5", 245, very quick off the edge, explosive. I think he has a big season. What does Terrell Dawkins do? 6'4", 250, the transfer from NC State. Can he return to his 2020 form in which he led the ACC in sacks, at least amongst all freshmen? He had a really good year for them. Of course, there's Jordan Birch, guys, 6'6", 275. Does he even remotely live up to hype? Gilbert Edmond, what can he give you? Tyreek Johnson's coming off injury. What can he give you? Hot Rod Fitton, I don't know. What can he give you? 
So some questions in regards to the edge rushers, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a little bit concerned about the edge because I, I can't really trust in Jordan Birch, guys. And now we're hearing he's dealing with a nagging injury. There are a lot of athletes in this room, and I do like the tackles. I'll agree with Beamer. I like the tackles. Show me. Show me. I am so sick and tired of hyping up the defensive line and having nothing to show for it at season's end. So until then, hey, you can have all the good individual pieces you want to have. You can have all the guys with shiny recruiting profiles you want to have. But numbers is what tells the story at the end of the day. And, guys, the numbers would show you the Gamecocks defensive front just has not been productive enough for the last couple of years. For that reason, this group, I like the tackles, questions on the edge, but it's still a unit that was 11th in the SEC and 93rd nationally in stopping the run. And, guys, you lose Jabari Ellis and you lose J.J. Inigbare. Why is this group going to be better this year? That's the question I would ask. Why is this group really going to be even that much better? And with that being said, I think they'll be better, but I don't think it's going to be some huge jump like some are expecting. Because like I said, guys, it's basically the same crew of guys. It's practically the same group of dudes. And I'll tell you this, rushing the passer is a concern of mine, along with just stopping the run because we haven't been able to do so in years. That being said, overall grade, lock me in for the defensive line. I'm giving the D lineman a C plus. And I know for a lot of you, oh my God. I mean, hey, go ahead and rip into me on social media. I don't even care. Show me. Show me. I I'm done with the with the false phony hype. I'm done with the bullshit hype. I need to see it. I need to see it. Have it play out. The defensive line has been a deficiency. Line of scrimmage last year on both sides was a problem. It's got to be fixed. It's got to improve. It's got to improve. Live up to the hype for once. And until they do, I think a C-plus is a fitting grade. So, guys, that's my breakdown of the Gamecocks defensive line heading into the season. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts. Am I being too harsh? A lot of people think, man, you're a really harsh grader. Bro, I'm just trying to keep it real, man. <laughs> I'm just, And I think a C-plus grade, guys, I've told you all before, I really grade on a scale of, like, where would the unit rank within the conference? And you look at this group, and, guys, most people have them, like, sixth, seventh. Which, if that's where you finish, like I said, if you finish top half of the league and run defense, God, I will be ecstatic. I will be ecstatic. That's how low my expectations are for it. So, I think a C-plus is fitting. B-minus is the best I would give this unit. The best. But you know what? I said C-plus. Show me. Prove it to me. Prove it to all of us that you're going to be a productive unit and somebody in a group that we can lean on this season. So, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Gamecocks defensive line. Uh, that being said, before we get out of here, let's move into your... Listener questions. We do have listener questions to dive into if I can get them pulled up here. Again, I hope you guys have had a fantastic week. I appreciate you all tuning in, man. It's It's been absolutely, absolutely incredible, man. With the merch, the con I mean, the content has gone wild this week. The, the content has gone wild this week, no question. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where is this story? Here we go. All right, Gamecocks defensive line. Got a couple of questions. Krusty Andy says, Thunderdome, who wins? I got to go Zach Pickens, bro. Zach Pickens is a beast. Uh, Young Judah 5, who's starting, Webb or Huntley? Great question, great question. I think they like MJ Webb because of, you know, his, his veteran presence. I like Huntley, though. I'd probably start Huntley. I love his game. I think you're going to see both, though. Max Swaggin, Birch finally has his breakout year, question mark. I could see teams doubling up on Pickens. 
Bro, I hope so. Fingers crossed. I, I feel like it's really bold to predict that he will because he's shown nothing to tell you that will happen. But we need it. We need it. Uh, final question, Whitlock1548. Why isn't Birch getting much love? Is he a borderline bust? Well, Whitlock, again, the reason he's not getting much love is because he hadn't done anything. What has he done? What like I feel like he hasn't even had like a flash play where you're like, oh, there it is. I mean, yeah, he had the pick six against EIU, but who cares? Like, who cares about that? What EIU, bro, was a damn it was a spring game 2.0. It was a scrimmage. It was like varsity scrimmaging JV. Who gives a damn? So, I, yeah, you mentioned, is he a borderline bust? Oh, he's a, he's most certainly approaching that territory. I mean, I, I hate to say it because you, you hate to throw that word around. I, I feel like that's a word, too, that, I mean, guys, we can't even hardly have the conversation of who's the biggest bust in Gamecocks history. That, like, that bothers people because calling someone a bust, again, there's no polite way to put it. It's like you did not live up to hype and expectations and you stunk, for lack of a better way of putting it. And fans, they just don't like to talk about their guys that way, which, hey, listen, I totally understand. But Jordan Birch, if he has another one-sack year, you know, just, just kind of makes a play here, there, and that's all, he's very rapidly approaching that bust label. I mean, he will earn it. He will earn that label at some point if he does not produce. You just cannot have the recruiting profile he had and not produce at some point. And if you don't, you got to be expecting that you're going to be called a bust, bottom line. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for the questions. I appreciate it, man. This has been an incredible week. Thank you all so much for another incredible week. And, hey, the final show, the final podcast here, before we get rolling in this 2022 season and game week is officially upon us. Folks, hey, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your last weekend without Gamecocks football. Hey, watch some Week Zero Chill, relax, kick your feet up, have a couple cocktails, smoke you a stogie, go to the beach, the lake. I don't care what you do. Do what you got to do. Get your mind right. Because, hey, we've already been going full speed here at TSUS. Y'all know that on the Daily Crow, the content. You already know we've been going full speed. But you could almost say, man, next week, <gasps> hey, you better be ready because we're freaking going. It's go time. It's game week. Hey, y'all. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank y'all so much. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com